0: I was praying this morning, and the Lord spoke, and he said, war is coming to America. I had been in preparation for this broadcast today. I had not intended to connect the story I'm going to share with you with this With a certain word of the living God That war is coming to America There are some things that are going to happen That are terrifying We have a pattern That has been Followed year after year First comes A pandemic Then comes A lack of food, famine, and then comes war. Destruction. We are on that course. A high Russian official has just said on public television that America or NATO is at war with Russia. And we are at war with Russia. It has not gone kinetic for American troops, but we are supplying heavy weaponry to Ukraine. And now Germany has decided that they will send powerful tanks, anti-aircraft weapons to help the Ukrainians in their fight with Russia. This is a war that America wanted. Russia did not want this war, but it was pushed on them, even as America pushed the war on the Japanese in the Second World War. That was something created by our government to cause Pearl Harbor to happen the same thing has happened this time. Russia simply asked that we not put our weapons of mass destruction on Ukrainian soil, that it be a buffer zone, that it not be brought into NATO and that the other nations surrounding Russia not be brought into NATO. The American government has lied at every turn Now, am I saying I'm pro-Russian? No. I'm also saying I'm not pro-American. I love America, but I am a, a member of the kingdom of God. I am first and foremost a Christian who must speak the truth to you. The truth is not comfortable today. I spoke yesterday with you, and if you have not listened to it, I urge you to go back and listen to the broadcast or the YouTube from yesterday where I address the issues of desperately needing for us as Americans to pray for the conviction of God regarding our sin. John Wesley made a statement that I find very poignant for today. He said, Let all that sin expect to suffer, and let all who turn to folly expect to return to misery. We've had a time in America where we have had a very pleasant experience. Financially, we have been able to live as no people in the history of the world has ever been able to live. We've had prosperity beyond anything anyone in the world could ever imagine. But we did turn, and we have sinned, and we have gone to folly, and America will suffer the consequences of its actions. I heard reports this morning and again last night that the Biden administration is blocking the shipments of fertilizer that is available. They are blocking those shipments to farmers to intentionally reduce the food in America. There is a strategic plan by the global elitist to starve America and to starve the world. He who controls the food, the globalists say, control the people. Over and over through history, governments have sought to control the food. You remember Ukraine suffered a great travesty when Russia stole all their food. They starved to death. Again, governments are blocking food. China is blocking its people from having food. And people are starving to death in China. And they will starve to death in America. I have read a great deal about the 1929 crash. After a time of flappers a time of dance and drink and prosperity. The Depression came and it too was brought by the government. And over 7 million Americans died of starvation during that time. I came along much later. I was born in 1945 in a very poor family. We lived in a a small, maybe 900-square-foot home. We farmed. Dad worked. Mother worked. Trying to make things so that we could survive and eat and live. And slowly, things improved after the Second World War. We are again coming into a time when we are going to be utterly reduced To nothing. A third world nation. Without adequate food. Or protection. You will see riots. You will see a great increase. As we are already seeing. Of crime sweeping across America. We will all be touched. By this wickedness. That has been. Planted in our nation. Geysers of evil are going off at Disney World. I urge you, if you are planning a trip to Disney World, cancel it. They are a pit of utter wickedness, evil. Don't go to their stores. Don't buy their products. Don't don't participate in the evil. As corporations take actions to increase the level of evil in our nation, don't participate with them. This is no longer a game. You are no longer going to be able to have your normal lifestyle as interest rates begin to go up and credit will dry up in this country and housing will be totally unaffordable. We are going into a very, very dire time that will bring us fully into the destruction of our nation with atomic weapons, with nuclear war. Now, I say all of this to you against the backdrop of Judges in the Old Testament, the sixth chapter. I want you to notice that they were facing the same thing, just less severe in some ways. They did not have weapons of mass destruction, but they certainly had the sword and the bow and the chariot, and they brought great bloodshed to Israel and great harm to Israel. Why? Well, chapter 6, verse 1 says it all. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord will not allow a nation to go but so far in their stretching their necks toward wickedness and darkness and evil. And America, even at the highest levels of government in our schools, in our public school systems, stretching their necks toward evil using our courts as political weapons using the police as political weapons i could not have believed had i not seen with my own eyes and heard with my own ears what's going on in america had you told me this even 10 years ago i would have i would have said that's impossible Can't happen. Again, the Americans did evil in the eyes of the Lord. That's what God is saying about America. For seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Now, the Midianites were arch enemies of Israel. This is some 200 years after Moses. They've lived in the land for 200 years, and evil has risen its head time after time, and someone had to be raised up by God to lead the fight, to destroy the enemy, and turn the Israelites back to the living God. This is what I'm saying to you day by day on this broadcast. Someone... Whether it's me or another man of God or woman of God, someone has to rise up and confront America with their sin and say, stop, enough, judgment is coming upon us. The destruction of our nation is before us. Verse 2, this is Judges, the 6th chapter, verse 2. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared for themselves in mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. They had to run for their lives. And You know what I'm hearing many Americans say? And I'm watching as the elites do this, the one percenters. Preparing bunkers and places of escape and hiding places. Why? Because war is coming to America and they know it. It's in the news. The news even talks about it. Someone said to me just on Sunday, we need to buy property, Pastor, and we need to build a center where we can escape the carnage that's coming to this country somewhere out in the West Virginia mountains. People are frightened by what they see coming. And I know you're not blind. We have kind of agreed not to talk about it, but I can't agree not to talk about it because it is being brought upon us by God because of our sin, our folly, our lust. Our homosexuality, thirst. Our Black Lives Matter, thirst. Wicked people, seducing, encouraging American citizens to divide one from another. Every wicked thing is being lifted up, even in government, even in our courts. I've been deeply grieved by Our Supreme Court, they have been seduced by evil. I don't know if they've been bought off. I don't know if they themselves are utterly wicked. But I see the leadership of the Supreme Court has no moral value. I pray for his utter removal. It says, wherever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza, that is, all the way across Israel, and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. So they impoverished Israel. And they cried out to the Lord for help. Do you understand? That's what's happening now to America. We're just at the beginning of it. Grocery shelves are being emptied. It's going to grow much, much worse. Remember, they said inflation was transitory. The Federal Reserve is a criminal organization. It is a lying organization. There is no truth in their words. It grieves me to say these things. I don't like to say them. But I know they're true. I watch what an organization does not what it says. I know inflation is raging and it will go much, much higher. One man, he was kind of tongue in cheek was saying, buy cans of tuna. They're going to, they're going to soon be $25 a can. Well, he may not be far wrong. Now, I want you to understand what I'm going to say. If you are not preparing for what's coming on America, you are being extremely foolish. Well, but God will take care of us. Yes, God took care of Joseph and his family. Yes, God took care of Gideon and his family. Why? He made preparation. Right now, men and women in China are being locked with iron cages into their houses. They were told by the Chinese government, prepare, put aside food. They didn't do it. And now many of those people are screaming and dying because they made no preparation. Our government has said you should have at least six months of food put aside in your house. What do they know that we don't know? If you're not slowly, each time you go to the grocery store, picking up items that will cost much more later, food that you will use, if you are not putting away rice and beans if you're not putting away canned chicken and canned beef, if you have no food put aside in your household, you are extremely foolish. You had better prepare for what's coming so that you can help not just your family, you can help other families as well. War is coming to America and there is nothing at this point that will avert that war. Men at the highest levels of our government are absolutely determined to have war. In Israel, they begin to cry out to God. We need to follow suit we need to begin crying out to God. But a message of holiness and a standard of righteousness must be lifted up in this nation. Some would call it fire and brimstone preaching. Yes, the Puritans came to America for freedom of worship. They came here to escape the tyranny of England and of many places in Europe. And they came with freedom in mind. The pilgrims paid a great price to begin to build America, a refuge. May I say, one of the only refuges left in the world. But this refuge has become a dwelling place of demons and wickedness and lust and entertainment and our churches have gone right along with it and they're seeker sensitive they're filled with entertainment they're filled with pleasing pastors with no backbone and no rebuke for sin and no call to holiness, even teaching the wicked doctrine that you can be saved in the midst of your sin. John Wesley didn't believe that. He said, all that sin should expect to suffer, and all that turn to folly should expect to be miserable. Jonathan Edwards didn't believe in the sinning Christian he preached. Sinners in the hands of an angry God to a crowd he knew considered themselves to all be saved and on their way to heaven and Christians, but they weren't. The Israelites cry out to the Lord because of the suffering that they're enduring. Can you imagine taking what you can take in your pack, in your car, and going to the woods and living under a tarp, hoping that no one will find you. The Midianites are out searching for these children of Israel. They're out in the woods searching for them, killing them when they find them. They cry out to God. And this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to them. And I'm telling you today in loving and kind heart, but as plainly as I can tell you, this is what he is saying to America. Quote, I brought you up out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. This was 200 years earlier. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of your oppressors he brought our ancestors some 200 plus years ago out of England. He snatched us out of a, of a country that was filled with persecution. He says, I took you out of the hand of your oppressors, I drove them before you and gave you their land. He gave us the strength to drive the tyranny of England out of America. Verse 10, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you would not listen to me. We see witchcraft rising on every hand And some of you, mommies and daddies, thought it was real cool to read Harry Potter, to give it to your kids to read. Did you realize what you were doing was training them in the witchcraft that is now flooding America? And now the young people of America are full bore into witchcraft, into charms into seances, into cutting, into behavior so provoking and so promiscuous and so evil, even in the school. Please tell me, I don't mean to be offensive, but please tell me how you have to have a permission signed for a son or daughter to have food at the school. You have to have a permission slip signed to take days off. You have to have permission signed for everything, but they're welcome to talk to your son about his penis and tell him he should have it cut off. And parents aren't supposed to know about it, that he's supposed to become a girl. And this is somehow lauded in America? This... Utter destruction of our children? And churches fly their flags out front? And the United Methodist Church is ready to separate and divorce one another over this issue of transgenderism? And homosexuality, the Episcopal Church is now down below 500,000 people in membership. They have bled from being a mighty force for good in America to a pitiful little fellowship that stole the property from the Anglicans who said, We don't want to be Episcopals anymore. Now the Methodist Church is headed down the same road. If you're a part of a United Methodist Church, run. It has become a place of utter darkness. But of course, if you're in utter darkness, you'll find yourselves right at home in that church. Now, please, I'm being very straight with you. I'm naming names. And I could name many more. The word of the Lord is, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt. From the hand of your oppressors, I drove them before you and gave you their land. He drove England out of this land. He drove the enemy of tyranny out of America. And he said to us, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. You have not listened to me. That's the word of God to America today. We have not listened to the word of the Lord. We have been very pleasing and very gentle. And we wanted pastors who were little girly boys. We wanted pastors who were very pleasing and very nice. And if they weren't, we fired them and brought in a man who would be pleasing and who would raise the money, who would run the programs, who would be the coach to tell us how to be nice to each other. Are you kidding me? It turns my stomach. It turns my stomach. I can't tolerate it. Now, I try to control myself on this broadcast. I, I, I'm not angry with you, please. I'm angry at the sin that has risen up in America. And I'm saying to you, please, brothers, sisters, This is not the way of God. And great destruction is about to come on our land. A woman I have a great deal of confidence in had a full vision of Washington, D.C. being destroyed by an atomic weapon. She was taken by the Spirit over the city and looked down. And it was covered with gray ash, and the buildings were destroyed. And then she was taken underground in the subways, and there people were terrified and crying out and running, some naked, some half dressed, running down the tunnels to get out of Washington, D.C., to escape the radiation. I know it's coming. And there's only one way to deal with it. And that is turn to the Lord, for He alone can save America. But we're so filled with pride and arrogance and self-centeredness. How can God save America? That's why he said to me this morning war is coming to America. I would not be bold enough to say that on my own. I'm not a I'm not a prophet, I'm a watchman, and I'm telling you what the Lord has said to me. Now the story continues, and this is where I get very excited. Verse 11, the angel of the Lord, and I I would say to you, this is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, came down and sat under the oak in Orpha that belonged to Joash, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Now, wait, I want you to get this picture. They are running to the hills. They are setting up their tents and their camps in caves. They are running from the Midianites. Their country is being ravished and destroyed. And this man, who prior was a very wealthy man and a wealthy family, he has taken some of the wheat before the Midianites could come and steal it He has taken it to a wine press. Well, a wine press is down in the valley. A threshing floor is up on the top of the hill where the wind can blow the chaff away. He is in hiding. He's in a wine press. This is not the time for grapes, so the Midianites are not going to be coming down in the valley looking for wheat in a wine press. So he is down there in secret, trying to eke out enough wheat to feed his family so they can not starve to death. That's coming to America. And many will starve. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, You get the picture. Gideon is sweating as he's struggling in the wine press to beat out this this grain so that he has enough grain to feed his family. He can make bread with it. The Lord speaks to Gideon, and he says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior ho oh, 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 oh. Mighty warrior, he's down in the wine press, he's hiding from the Midianites. He's not defeating them, he's hiding from them. He doesn't want to lose his family, he doesn't want to lose his life. He's learned how to run and how to hide. If the Lord does not intervene in America, you are going to have to learn how to run and how to hide and how to eke out the bare essentials just to keep yourself alive. Now, please, this is happening right now in many countries around the world. It's happening in China, where they have come in with shovels. I watched the video as Chinese government officials destroyed their family gardens. I have read of North Korea. Where people eat grass and bark, where they starve to death. I've read the stories out of Nigeria, Argentina, Venezuela. I've read the stories that's coming to America. Gideon replies to the Lord, But sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Gideon was clueless. The Lord is very clear. Israel has done evil in the eyes of the Lord. He sent a prophet to judge them and say to them, You have sinned against me, and this is how you've sinned. Now turn from your sin. And God, in his incredible and gracious love, has come to Israel. I believe he will come to America. I believe there is going to be a great revival of godliness in America. There is going to be a healing of sickness and disease. There is going to be such repentance. I've seen it in vision. I've seen people crying and, and wailing over their sin as their sin is exposed to them. And I'm crying, oh God, send conviction to America. But probably war is going to have to come first. Famine is probably going to have to come before America will humble its heart and even a remnant of America repent. Many will not repent. They will shake their fist and curse God. And they're right. It is God who will bring this. It is judgment upon wickedness. But, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, Did the Lord not bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. My brother and sister, the Lord is going to put America in the hand of Russia and China. The Lord is going to put us in the hand of Cuba and Venezuela. The Lord is going to put us in the hands of our enemies because we have sinned so grievously against him in the killing of our babies. Maryland, the state of Maryland has before it legislation to allow the killing of a baby up to one year of age. Can you imagine such utter wickedness? the Lord turned to Gideon and he said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? This is where I begin to like Gideon. He says, but sir, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. No pride. I pray I can be that way with no pride. Just a humble sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. With no no lifting up of self. God is looking for pastors and teachers and men and women who will lay their lives down, who will speak an honest word to America. We must have a people who have a standard of righteousness. That standard of righteousness must be lifted up over this nation. How can I save Israel? my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Oh, I pray that's America's history. I pray that's what's coming upon America because famine and death and war is coming upon America, but I pray also will come a godly message that will turn the hearts of Americans back to the Lord Jesus. Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, Give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. That it's really you, God, talking to me. Please do not go away until I bring back an offering and set it before you. The heart of Gideon was first and foremost, I'm nobody. I can't do it. I'm the least. But I I want to bring you an offering. Do you know how that stirs God's heart when we lay down our pride and we say, Jesus, let me just bring you an offering. Let me bring you an offering and, and let me see if this is really you talking to me. So Gideon went and butchered a goat and then from probably about three-fifths of a bushel of wheat This precious wheat he ground, he made flour, he made bread without yeast. He knew there could be no yeast in that bread given as an offering. There's no sin in our offering offered to God. He put the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot, and he brought them out, and he offered them to the angel of the Lord under the oak. God wants you to bring an offering to him. He wants, first of all, the offering of a contrite and humble heart. He wants you to give up all of your ego, battle, arrogance, pride, and humble your heart before him. He wants you to stop fighting and arguing. Stop trying to prove something. He wants you to admit your true condition before him, how weak you are, how unable you are to do anything about the war that's coming on America. He wants you to admit your true condition. And then he wants to bring that, that deep conviction with clear instruction on what he wants you to do for him. And then your heart will be ready to respond and say, Lord, I'll bring an offering and set it before you. And if you accept my offering, I know it's you who are speaking to me. He knew the devil would scorn any offering he brought. And just destroy it and destroy him. But he knows this is God. So he brings his offering without sin. And he lays it before the Lord. The Lord had to wait quite a while for that to happen. And the Lord is waiting right now for this to happen in my heart and your heart. It took time to butcher that goat and cook it. It took time to make the wheat, grind it, make the flour, make the bread. You understand this was out of his very sustenance. He was struggling to save himself and his family from famine. This was very precious food. This was not lightly done. The angel of the Lord, the angel of God, the pre-incarnate Christ said, take the meat and the unleavened bread and place them on the rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Verse 21, with the tip of the staff that was in his hand, the angel of the Lord touched the meat And the unleavened bread, and fire flamed from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. And when Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, Ah, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord called back to him, Peace, you're safe. Don't be afraid. You're not going to die. He knew it was God. He knew it was the angel of the Lord. My brother my sister, we need to hear from God. I've heard go national with this radio broadcast, and I have said, Lord... I'm the weakest of the church. I'm the least of my family. I can't. I have no ability. It's up to the Lord. I only know that a message of rebuke for sin and a message of hope for forgiveness a standard of righteousness, a call to be crucified with Christ, a call to leave all the foolishness of the world, the flesh, and the devil, to have the old man of sin totally destroyed, Romans 6, 1 John, the third chapter. Read it in its entirety, please. I only know that a message must go out in America, not with bullets, but with the spirit of the living God convicting men and women of their sin and turning their hearts back to Jesus. I know that message has to go out. And in a very real sense, I am... Also laying an offering before the Lord. And if he responds and pays for what he has ordered, I will go do what he's told me to do, but I will not do it in the flesh. I have no strength. I have no ability. God has to move in people and say to them, yes, there has to be a revival in America. And yes, there has to be clear voices lifted up across this nation, men and women, who will rebuke sin, who will call it by its name, and who will open the way of salvation for a remnant of God's people. Most will not be saved. Most will not turn and repent. Most will scorn the word of the Lord. I pray you're not one of those. Well, tomorrow we are going to continue this story of Gideon. It's an astonishing story. There are many who believe that God helps those who help themselves. I know that that's a lie from the pit of hell. God does not help those who help themselves. He says, go ahead and help yourself. And when you're finished and you have failed, then come back and talk with me and humble your heart. I pray this has been a helpful message to you. I urge you to share it with others. Send it to family members. I urge you also, please, if you have not subscribed to this channel, do so now, because that will cause Google to spread this message even further. About 30% of the listening audience came to us via Google searches. So please, if you haven't, subscribed to our channel. I want the word of God to go forth in this land. I want the rebuke for sin to be heard clearly. I want men and women, boys and girls, to turn aside from their entertainment and their foolishness and the lust for their Wicked hearts. I want men and women to say we're not going to shack up anymore. We're going to either get married or we're going to separate. I want I want men and women to no longer go to the pornography. I want men and women to no longer lust after money or prosperity. It's time to get right with Jesus. War is coming to America. And you need to prepare... And you may even need to prepare a place in the woods where you can run. Because many of you are going to have to run or go to FEMA camps. I, for one, am not going to a FEMA camp. I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. I know it's time. I haven't given you this message to scare you. I've given you this message today to save your life. Please take it in that in that heart. Now let's pray. Lord, I lift up my heart to you today. I pray for my brothers and sisters across this nation and many across the world who are listening to this broadcast. I know we are coming to the very end of this era of Earth's history and I know you are now prepared to take your people home. I pray, Lord, as these final seals are opened, I pray, Lord, that you will bring to us the gift of repentance, of deep, heartfelt conviction and instruction. Thank you, Lord, I pray in your name. Amen. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I love you all with all my heart. I pray you'll spend time with Jesus this afternoon. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon
1: before the presence of his glory with great joy